0: Here's a quote for you from The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. With every day and from both sides of my intelligence, the moral and the intellectual, I thus drew steadily nearer to the truth by whose partial discovery I have been doomed to such a dreadful shipwreck, that man is not truly one, but truly two. Now, I don't have Robert Louis Stevenson on the podcast today, and I don't have Dr. Jekyll, and I don't have Mr. Hyde. But I do have an artist on the show today who can really relate to that quote. Is it because he's Dr. Jekyll, or is it because he's Mr. Hyde? Or is it because he's both? Well, you're about to find out. This is a great conversation. I think you're going to find it very interesting. So, who am I talking to? Well, sit tight you're gonna find out in about 70 seconds i'm alex green and this is stereo embers the podcast or is it (laughs) check this out
1: Well, I uh, no.
0: the music of my guest today on the program, J. Hacha Dizola. Let me tell you a little bit about J. Hacha Dizola. Well, the Jersey-born J. Hacha Dizola is hard to categorize. He's wholly original and completely unlike anything else out there today. A feral blend of David Johansson, Screaming Lord Such, and Nick Cave. Over the course of his five-album career, J. Hacha Zola has delivered some of the most captivating, fascinating, and utterly infectious music I've ever heard. Like a junkyard da Vinci, Hacha Zola has demonstrated that he knows how to take rusted horns, scrap metal saxophones, guttered guitars, and battered drums, and turn them into pure gold. And that gold not only sparkles under the moonlight, it was spun by a dark figure lurking in the alleys, and prowling through the abandoned avenues of a city that everyone knows but is too afraid to name. Filled with ragged melodies, rabid rhythms, and corruptive carnival stomp, the music of J. Hacha De Zola is the real deal. It's spellbindingly brilliant in every turn. The Enigmatic Singer's new album, East of Eden, is a startling departure from his previous work, in that it's an aching collection of dark and dreamy doo-wop, street soul, and urban R&B. It's J. Hacha De Zola in his most unvarnished iteration yet. Or is it? Yes, I mean, it is. But this guy is a moving artistic target. You never know where he's going to go next. Let's talk to him. I mean, we're kind of going to talk to him, and we're also going to not be talking to him. That doesn't make any sense, I know. But it's about to. I promise. Here's my chat with the utterly marvelous J. Hacha De Zola Right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast.
2: For the most part, you know, this whole Jay Hatcha thing has been mostly a studio thing. I mean, I go out and play shows sometimes, but that's kind of like one of the challenges, really, because um, when you're one guy, you know, um, you got to hire all these people to come out and play with you. You know, yeah. like I don't have a band; I'm it's just me. You know, and uh, I have all these session players and stuff, and well, you know, I'm blessed to have them and all. You know, they're super talented guys, but uh, you know, everybody they got this thing in them where they expect you to pay them to come out and play your show you know I mean come on (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so um you know uh I would love to play out more you know um and you know I hope I hope to soon you know now um in a post-COVID world maybe you know once everybody gets vaccinated hopefully they do yeah um but yeah you know I'm I'm hopeful you know and I hope to uh bring the studio thing you know to the live thing you know um but again it's always a challenge you know because what people want to hear you know they're used to hearing your records what they want to hear live is what's on the record you know so a lot of times you know that that is one of the biggest challenges i have is trying to bring the studio to the live show and uh i mean it's fun too sometimes because it varies it you know um but uh yeah you know that's that's a big challenge
0: was the idea that it was always going to be a, a a mostly studio endeavor? Was that kind of your thought? You know, I I honestly didn't know where it was going to really go. But like, initially, yeah,
2: you know, I was just like, you know what, I got these songs I've been, you know, uh, I, I actually never really had any interest in, in being a singer, I don't really consider myself much of one. Um, but uh, I just found that depending on other people has been really difficult, you know, musicians and singers are notoriously, uh, uh, you know, um, and not the most, uh, um, reliable folks, maybe sometimes, uh, Oh, that's a generalization. We should avoid those, but, uh, (laughs) um, so I just decided to throw my hat in the ring and do it myself, you know, and initially I was just like, yeah, let me just get in there and record some songs and it just kind of evolved from there. So, yeah, I, uh, very much studio oriented. Um, again, I love playing live. It's just
0: challenging, you know, and, uh, it costs this, you know, (laughs) I know, I know, no, it's expensive. And it, well, just out of curiosity, was the idea also that you created a character? Was that, was that something you were consciously doing? Um, not really, uh, not really, you know, I, um,
2: it just kind of evolved. You know, like I just kind of uh, it just kind of evolved through the songwriting, you know, and and kind of trying to piece these things together. you know again, like i I, uh, I never I never my approach has never been, you know, wanting to go into a studio with like a complete concept in mind. Um, it's always just been very experimental from the get-go. And you know, I, I might you know, uh, you know and I might write or put together like you know, uh, 15 to 20 different ideas, you know, in terms of like chord progressions and harmonies and maybe some lyrical ideas, but they're not, they're not completed at all. Um, And uh, I kind of hammer them out in the studio and figure out what they're about. And um, after a while, I kind of noticed this unifying thread through it all. And I, you know, I just decided to keep on pulling at it, tugging at it and tugging at it until you know, I've, 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 over the years, have been able to kind of just weave something with it and kind of run with it. Um, so yeah, totally not intentional, um, not at all. You know, um, and even, even when it comes to songwriting, you know, I never sit down and say, "Oh, I'm gonna write a love song, I'm write a, I'm gonna write a rock song or a political song," you know. Um, I, uh, I just kind of start off with this stream of consciousness type of thing. And um, I don't even think about form or structure or anything. I just put it down on paper. The music for comes first, obviously. And, and I just kind of regurgitate all these thoughts and feelings and vibes uh, lyrically and phrase, phrases and prose, throw it down. And then once the music is more or less uh, the structure's there, I kind of just sit down and uh try to fit those pieces in there and the song really i you know the song tells me what it's about i never uh i never really have an idea until the song is kind of feeling finished and then i kind of go back and think about it oh i think it's about this or i think it's about that you know but i think for most people or for anybody listening to them, you know the, ultimately I, I would hope that they find their own meaning in them, you know, but there's definitely kind of a, a unifying thread and a vibe to them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've always done that w- w- with your work. Do you, do you find that, that it's sort of, cause it's, it's not obvious. It's not, you're not working under your real name, right? So do you find yeah, that it is, no. and I think, I think a lot of people think it is your name, but, <laughs> but do you find, and I did for a while too, but do you find that it's almost like an alter ego?
2: Yeah, you know it's uh it's a funny thing, you know. Um, well, first of all, like uh, my last name last name Hacha de Zola. That's actually uh, it, it's you know I'm Latin, so we Latin people tend to have a whole litany of names to follow our first name, you know, um, kind of oh. like Benicio del Toro uh, <laughs> or or Zoc de la Rocha. You know, it's kind of a Latin thing. So um, my maternal grandfather's last name was Hacha de Zola. Oh, okay. But, so I thought it was cool. I thought it sounded cool too. So I used that. I think my real name is showing up. Don't tell anybody. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, uh, I thought it sounded kind of cool and, and used it, you know, in place of my actual name. But um, yeah, uh, I, I believe your question was, uh, is it a, a character? Or, I'm sorry. Well,
0: if it, if, it, if you think of it as like an alter ego, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so this whole
2: Jay Hatcha thing—it—it—it's kind of just like a conversation with myself, you know. It's a thought, you know, and I'm just trying to paint a picture about um, somebody I might have—you know—he's kind of like a, a mixture of everybody I might have come across in my lifetime, uh, growing up in uh, Jersey City. You know i'm right across the water from new york city if i stick my head out the window uh i can see the empire state building um Obokin is right there so there's like such a rich history uh of you know like music uh you know uh debbie harry lived in uh in, in my part of town for a while she was a go-go dancer in union city which isn't too far from me um so it's like uh you know being in this multicultural diverse and that's you know has a lot of uh has a big effect on the sound as well um you know being from this rich diverse area i've, I've kind of pulled from all these different places and uh, yeah i think j Hatcha is a little bit of everyone that i've ever met or I've ever known and uh maybe there's a little you know some of the darker aspects of Of my own experience are in are are part of him too you know so yeah
0: he's kind of like a patchwork uh of of different elements that actually really explains a lot to me about about what you do because it seems like anything could go in there right like you could there's no limit with what will be on one of your albums because it literally is it's it's all encompassing I, I would like to think
2: so. Yeah, you know, I was somebody was asking me the other day, "Well, what's next?" you know, what my I? I was thinking, "Hey, I might do a reggaeton record, man. You know, that's not out of my purview, you know?" Like, and and they, you know, somebody also asked, "Is like, well, does it ever ever feel risky to you?" You know, like what a new direction you might be taking. And and honestly, um it doesn't it doesn't feel risky at all because that's kind of what this whole thing is about is kind of taking the familiar, and kind of, you know, it's almost kind of like the cut-up method, you know, which I use, lip, you know, for writing lyrics, but also kind of like the cut-up method, in terms of of forging sounds and stuff. I'll take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and kind of rework it in a way that it sounds familiar and feels familiar, but it kind of feels maybe new, and I don't know, maybe. Uh, it, that's that is the motivation. Anyway.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I mean, what's really interesting to me is that, and I, I think some people don't understand this, and I think it's an important thing to talk about, which is even if you are Justin Bieber, when you are performing or when you're writing as Justin Bieber, you're not really Justin Bieber. You're a projection of Justin right. Bieber. You're still a character, even though you're using your own name. Right. Um, so you, you it's a lot easier to to make that demarcation point clearer when it's not, you know, not really your name, so it's it's it is it seems like it's it's easier to divide that. But um, like for example, when I write, it's my own name, um, but it is a kind of version of me. It's not really it's not really me, but I feel smarter as a writer than I do as a person. Like I'm better at at that projection of me or that whatever that is. I'm, I'm better in that world man than i am like in regular life and so absolutely do you, do you feel that do you feel a kind of mastery of the world in a way that you don't have in your in your non-creative life
2: uh, absolutely you know i kind of feel like you know that other guy who isn't Jay hacha he's uh kind of shy and goofy and kind of um you know uh insecure especially insecure you know and uh you know, Jay Hacha, he's the opposite of that. He's, you know, uh, he, he he's he's very rambunctious. He's not afraid to get up on a stage and you know shout his guts out and 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 really show feeling. You know, um, I don't know. I kind of grew up in a household where that kind of thing, you know, showing your true self, you know, is kind of uh, shunned. Upon you know, like yeah, you're you're not you're not really supposed to be. Emotive and show your feelings and 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 you kind of expect to be a little reserved and you know because nobody wants to hear you complain nobody wants to hear that shit I mean I'm willing to sit down and listen to people <laughs> to complain let's have at it you know let's find some common ground and stuff as as people as human beings trying to find our way in this crazy world but uh, you know uh, Jay Hacha he's 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 kind of in a lot of ways everything I wish I could be, but at the same token, everything that I'm kind of afraid of. Uh, because there is kind of you know an uh, element of overindulgence, you know uh, you know uh, at least previously, definitely in the last couple of records, you know, uh, you hear uh, it's just uh, a, a, you know a cacophony of all kinds of elements you know uh, coming together and uh, you know uh, i i don't know if it's always uh, I, you know it isn't always focused sometimes it gets a little blurry a little crazy um but i think with this new record um it's very different
0: i love the the records because they feel wild and lawless and sort of like, <laughs> like they're, and they're like there's something so um pure and spirited about what you yes, do, do. that it, it's interesting to hear you say that there's such a opposite side to you in real life and um it's almost like batman bruce wayne in- and
2: <laughs> i i kind of think of it almost like uh dr jekyll mr hyde uh um, you know it's funny because i'm talking to you right now uh, i'm at work um i'm actually in my lab i'm a i'm a i'm a biochemist uh, in my day job working in a medical device industry and so it's like you know, during the day I kind of feel like this, you know, really geeky, nerdy, uh, you know, kind of uh, very, um, very polite, I guess, um, kind of guy who's very reserved. And then Jay Hacha is unhinged. And, you know, it's funny because like uh, I, I, in my dating life, you know, I, you know, my significant other would say, listen, I don't know who that Jay Hacha guy is. <laughs> But I hate him. I hate him. Why? Uh, well, because because he is loud, and he, you know, he he's likes to be the center of attention. Um, it's almost kind of like a split brain thing, you know. And uh, you know, he's loud. He's 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 he doesn't back down. Um, you know, and uh, you know, he can, uh, you know, there's a dark side to him, and um, it's weird, because I kind of get to uh, embody that and, and kind of live that out and kind of, um, you know, it's I, I consider it a bit of, uh, you know, referring back to like uh, Carl Jung, he talks about uh, shadow work, you know, and, and I think it's just so important to really recognize and acknowledge uh, the shadow that exists in all of us, because if you don't, whether you like it or not, the shadow will make itself shown to you. And, you know, and and, and it's kind of like one of the things that I really love about uh, David Lynch's movies, you know, the whole thing about him, it's it's like, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing about him is just showing you what is behind that very thin veneer of normalcy is just this darkness, you know, it's, hard, which isn't really, it's not unique to me, you know, we all have that, you know, but I, you know, I think kind of Hatcha in a lot of ways is this conversation with myself to come to terms with that, you know, Um, it's kind of a way of wrestling, giving form to the beast and wrestling it to the ground and staring it in its eyes and recognizing and saying, hey, look, I see you you know, and, 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 you know, and all the, the desire and, and the motivations behind that side, you know, it, I recognize it. And it's kind of an exploration of, of those
0: things. And, and in a lot of ways, yeah, that's what, what Jay Hacha is. How does he show up when you're dating? just out of curiosity <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it definitely
2: i'll tell you when it really comes out sometimes uh, you know I'll, i'm from jersey you know, and i'm i am a jersey boy born and raised better or worse but i'll tell you when it really comes out when i'm driving really yeah because you know some jackass will like cut me off or something you know and before i know it i'm doing the hand waving jersey thing you know like you know, uh, get out of the way, you fucking jackass, and all this other shit, and so, you know, the (laughs) the, the mild-mannered guy, you know, who, you know, who works in the pharma, medical device industry, just kind of loses his cool, and, you know, uh, we'll just say, uh, uh, passions take over, you know, and, uh, I don't know, I guess you've seen that sort of, kind of, same streak of, And that's just an example but that same streak of passion coming out on stage you know and it just uh it it gives her kind of a flashback you know and uh, she's like i don't like that guy he's kind of a dick and he's loud he's obnoxious and uh yeah but i mean i guess there are other times too but that that's what came to mind first you know i hate driving by the way have you ever been on the turnpike
0: (laughs) it's not it's it's not fun well i I, listen, I'm raised by New Yorkers from the Bronx. And so, oh, okay. right. So I know the New York driving, uh, screaming <laughs> fest. Uh, but, you know, I was born in California, but my parents, um, New Yorkers through and through. And, you know, I I remember what um, it was like as a kid. <laughs> like, I remember I drove with two Jay uh, in, in when I was. <laughs> <ten>. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting because when I, when I was, you know, in college, when I was maybe 20, Uh, I started writing a lot, and I was exploring the shadow that you're talking about, and I really was comfortable in that world. I almost felt, I for sure felt better in that world than in the real world. And my girlfriend at the time who I was madly in love with. She looked like a Beach Boys song. She was just a California girl, <laughs> I loved her. And she read the poems and she was disturbed by them, not because they were, there was anything bad in them, but because they were sad and lonely. And she was like, I'm very upbeat and and how I'm talking to you now, I'm, I'm very outgoing. And she couldn't reconcile the two sides. And I wonder for you, um, in, in that kind of world now as an adult and you're dating. And if that is a very hard thing to manage, like, how do you explain the existence of Jay Hodge to the person that you're dating? Well, you know,
1: it's,
2: I guess, you know, it, it, it's, it's see, uh, it, just to get back to your thing though. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Even if you got that innate East coast in you, man. You know, totally. <laughs> totally. yeah yeah, you know it's 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 you know it's a huge difference between I think West coasters and East Coasters, you know, we tend to uh, I guess we are a little broodier and stuff. but to get to your question, um it's actually and uh, and this you know my you know, I know for my significant other, it's a frightening thing is how I could just switch. Um, you know, kind of walk the line, you know, because I know at, at work, um they know a very different person and you know i can turn i could be him in a second and then on a dime be be up the other guy yeah um you know and and it's funny too because also you know my own family um my family doesn't know jay hacha at all and i kind of keep all that to myself um they've, they've, they haven't really heard my records or anything like that and i actually would be afraid to Kind of play that for them because it's just it's everything that I was raised not to be, you know. And uh, this kind of unhinged, uh, kind of raw uh, emotion, and and this and like you said, you know, um, I I'm very comfortable um, in 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 that um, in that side, you know. The, uh, the darkness is very comforting, a very comforting place to be yeah and, you know um i i love I love you know being in the shadow. Um, it's just such a, a darkly romantic and kind of delicious place to be. Um, but again, i you know um I have to stop myself sometimes and and mourn myself to not not to linger there too long that you know there are other things in life, you know, and sometimes it's really important to you know take a walk and feel the sun on your face and, uh, you know, um, smell the flowers and such. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it it it's, it's kind of like an on and it's kind of like a switch for me. Um, I could just turn it on and turn it off. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's taken time to kind of be able to do that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I find it fun. Um, you know, uh, it's, I don't know, it, it almost verges on it almost it almost uh uh, uh, adventures into the world of uh uh psychopathy almost you know really you know to be able to just um you know and switch like that um you know it's funny because uh uh, you know my significant other uh, she's a therapist you know and she's always kind of reading into uh these things she can't help but read into them and uh you know,
0: sometimes she's a little disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny, they say that it's no accident, the people that we're attracted to. So the fact that you you veered towards a therapist.
2: (laughs) You know, go figure, man, you know, uh, (laughs) she's really helped me so much, you know. Um, But you know, it's funny, though, like, uh, it's a dangerous business, because, you know, um, the more that, the more you kind of, do this character study uh you're bound to get some on you you know yeah and you eventually in a way kind of start becoming that thing and uh, you know sometimes you can leave and maybe you don't want to know. <laughs>
0: My my work seems to all take place in this very bizarre surf town where nobody lives very long. And if I'm working on a piece and then I have to go teach college, wow. right? It's sort of like I need a minute. I, I mean, it's like you can't, you almost have to like splash cold water, uh, you know, or punch yourself <laughs> in the face just to get yourself out of that. So you can go be a regular human being in the world um that sort of and so i always in many ways i almost try to sort of compartmentalize and write um uh, at night or write but sometimes you have no you have no control over it. i'm sure Jay hacha has shown up at work and you're suddenly writing something oh yeah
2: i've uh, definitely sat at i sat at my desk and uh you know had deadlines and things coming on and just blew them off and just you know when when it comes, you just gotta go with it until you see it through, you know. Otherwise it's lost forever, you know.
0: Yeah. 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 I yeah. I'm really struck by what you said about how your family doesn't know. Um, that's a that's a pretty big part of your life to not share with them. And that was always a conscious decision.
2: It was always a conscious decision, you know, because in my house, uh, you don't express yourself. You fall in. And if you don't fall in, Then you get broken in you know and uh and and you know and it's just i i've never really felt comfortable showing them uh who i am you know i mean if they know who i am they see little inklings of it but um
0: we're all very
2: different people
0: (laughs) yeah does it feel in some ways does it feel kind of good to have that as a private thing for just you, so it can't be judged or thrown through the family machine.
2: You know what? Absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, I um, uh, yeah, I don't mind getting a little personal, but uh, you know, I uh, I was um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I don't know if you're into Game of Thrones, but I'm a, I'm a Snow. Okay. Uh, you know, I get I, it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> my, my parents weren't married, but I didn't come from a traditional. Um, I didn't come from a traditional household and, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, um, I kind of felt like I didn't, you know, the name that was given to me, isn't really my name, you know, um, that it just kind of, uh, you know, like the same way snow, right. Snow wasn't really John's name or, you know, I don't, it's really not my name. I know for a long time, I kind of felt like I was living with a fabricated identity you know, fabricated uh, for convenience by my parents, you know, who, uh, had a lot of shit that they had to work out. And, um, you know, I never really felt genuinely myself. I felt like it was always kind of an obligation. So this thing with Jay Hacha, I feel like this, out of, you know, out of everything, you know, this is something that is uniquely mine. This is a name that I gave myself. This is an identity that I forged myself and it is something that no one can ever take away. Right. You know, and and it's just something that like you know, I, I it, it's very moving, you know, to just for once to have and to know that something is truly yours and 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 was uh came to be through conscious decision of your own and through your own blood sweat
0: yeah and also the fact that he everyone sees jay as an out of control character when in (laughs) fact it's kind of the opposite like he he has he is he is sort of like an embodiment of control based on what you just said
2: yeah uh, he he came as a result of this control you know this this control constantly trying to be uh, exerted on me, you know, and it's kind of, I don't know, maybe a backlash. Um, you know, I, I, uh, I went to old boy prep schools and, you know, I conformed and I, I did everything that I was supposed to do to, to you know, to, to please the family and do right by the family. I'm the eldest son and I, I came from 14. What? Kids. Yeah, there's 14 of us. Wow. Uh, Half brothers, half sisters, you know. But there's, you know, uh, again, because because you know, my my dad uh, was a philanderer. (laughs) Um, Yeah, to put it bluntly, he was a philanderer, and so you know, uh, I when you when you you know, uh, it was just hard to figure out growing up who the hell am I? Uh, Where did I come from? You know, none of this was ever told to me. I, you know, there were little things that came around and. but I didn't I never really knew, you know, and um, and I always try to conform and try to make everybody happy. And it just it just drove me mad. I was miserable. you know, and and that's what kind of forced me to break out and and get into music and get into writing my own little silly songs and 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 kind of just come up with this theme, this 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 thing that is uniquely mine. And then no one can take.
0: It. Yeah, it's really powerful, and it's really, uh, and I, I and I really get it in a way I don't think I got it before, and it's so cool to, um, you know, to think about that is that it's something that you have such control over, and I'm really interested to know. You, you were saying something earlier about how in a in a Latin house you wouldn't you wouldn't say how you felt. It was almost observed as being like you were complaining, but if you, if you have a feeling, a feeling isn't necessarily a complaint, but is it all sort of viewed in that, in that way of you're emoting too much? And what's wrong with emoting, uh, you know, even a little bit?
2: Well, you know, it kind of goes back to the whole thing, you know, boys don't cry, you know, it's that whole Latin machismo thing, which I absolutely hate, you know, Uh, you know, uh, my dad in a lot of ways, you know, there's a lot of my dad in Jay Hacha, you know, the philanderer, the the drunk, you know, the abuser, you know, the, uh, there's a lot of that in him, you know, uh, a lot of my dad in Jay Hacha, and um, you know, uh, you are expected to be a certain way, you don't cry, you don't complain, uh, you know, you, you, you have to be the strongest, the baddest, the smartest, um, if you're not a, a lawyer or doctor or an engineer or, or some kind of professional, you are not part of the family period. Uh, if you don't read, if you don't, you know, uh, you know, if you can, not if you're not con- converts, and it's like my, my father, he's a huge part of Jay Hacha and he's a huge part of me and a huge influence on, on my life. Um, you know, he really got me into literature big time, mostly literature and science, big time. Um, and, you know, I, I, you know, I I, I love him and, and revere him dearly for that. But there was another side to him, too, you know, that, you know, hurt my mother, or hurt my other siblings, or was just, you know, kind of an all around really bad guy. Um, but, you know, again, it's all part of the human experience. He had his flaws. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not trying to denigrate him, you know, I mean, I'm, i guess if i were to have kids which i don't i you know uh i, I would try not to be like him but you never know you know when yeah. you're under pressure you just you just never know he's a flawed human being like the rest of us but uh yeah you know just to get back to your you know um to get back to your question yeah you know there's definitely uh certain ways that you you know especially in a latin household that you uh you conduct yourself you know especially old school like my you know I'm I am the son of immigrants you know my 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 parents uh, came to this country in the 50s um and uh, they were uh, when they had me they were considerably older um you know my dad was 50 years old when he had me and so uh, when i became came of age he was already an old man and set in his old ways you know and so um I had a very old world kind of uh perspective instilled in me and and that's basically how I was raised you know it's old school you don't you don't complain, you don't cry, you do what you gotta do and you know uh you try to you try to learn as much as you can and 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 it be a and be an earner and and to put in for the family the family comes before everything else like this whole idea too you know like um, you know, this, this black cheap, uh, Jay Hopper going off and doing his own thing, spending, you know, all this time in the studio and, 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 and making records and going out on this crazy thing that, you know, in his mind, he would say, this is going to amount to nothing. Mm. Why do you bother? This is stupid. That way you're not making money. You know, what's this art shit It's it doesn't make sense to him. So yeah, this is kind of like, uh, rebellion, maybe, or a response <laughs>
1: to that kind of thing. You
2: know, I feel like I'm a little old for rebellion. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I think that's something I'll, I'll leave to the kids, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing 45. Um, so, you know, I, you know, that whole punk rock rebellion thing is uh, coming on a long time ago, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's still a little bit of fire though left um and uh yeah you know jay hachar is is those things
0: where did your parents come from
2: so uh my father is peruvian he came from peru and my mother is um my mother's from honduras hmm. yeah you know and uh you know it's uh as you could imagine the last couple of years with the previous administrations and stuff like that you know with the, kids getting put in jails and stuff like that is really actually really upsetting for me because uh you know uh that could have been me that could have been my that could have been my siblings that could have been you know and uh just seeing all that really breaks my heart um but uh yeah you know um
0: old country you know uh, yeah yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really understand why that didn't break every human being's heart. Like, if you're just a human being on the planet, you should go. Seriously, what the fuck was that? Yeah, um, really, really. You know, I, I saw a documentary a couple of years ago. It was a lot, actually it was a while ago, and it was on this cover band. They were a Smiths cover band from Mexico, and, th- and they were really good. <laughs> they were really, really good, and they were playing this huge show in Mexico. And then interspersed with that was also Morrissey in Mexico playing a massive show. Oh, wow. <laughs> massive. And you had these big, strong, young, macho guys in the front row with tears in their eyes. And, and they were saying that Morrissey is so popular in Mexico and with the Latin community because he's so emotive, um, because he's saying things that they can't, say right these like sort of crushing romantic kind of things and some of them are just even just complaints about the world like you're talking about complaints i mean morrissey's songs are filled with complaints about (laughs) and and so it's funny you say that because now i sort of have an idea of 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 how that is so appealing as well but i almost feel that you know you're encouraged not to say but i feel like people want to get that stuff out
2: yeah absolutely Absolutely. There's there's a purity in it, you know. Um, and you know, we all feel that way, but just you know, nobody wants to
0: be the first one to pipe up about it, you know. Yeah, which which then makes me think because you're getting it out through Jay, that that it must be the healthiest thing to do. Because imagine keeping (laughs) Jay quiet.
2: That that would be I you know, I would feel like I lived an unobserved life, you know? Yeah. That I didn't really explore myself and and explore this wide, complex range of of feelings and thoughts and ideas, you know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel like my life has been enriched and through this whole endeavor. endeavor. Um, But, you know, there there are some real meat hook realities involved as well, you know? yeah, because sometimes, you know, sometimes uh, the performance doesn't come, you know, when you're when you have a mic in front of you and you're, you know, said, OK, go, you know, you have this idea. But now you got to make it happen, man. you know, and sometimes I know plenty of times where I've just been in front of the, I, I just I don't have the will to turn myself inside out, just kind of do it. And so. You know, in the past, I've I've gone to great lengths to kind of induce myself through various methods, um, induce myself to get to the point where I can bring the, you know, emotional delivery or vocal delivery and, and, and do what I have to do in a way that is, you know, pleasing to me. Because ultimately, you know, um, you know uh, if i don't like it i always ask myself would i listen to this and if the, you know most of the time the answer is no um but you know it, it i am my hardest critic and if i don't like it and if it's like fingernails on a chalkboard every time i hear it um i'm not going to be happy i'm not going to want to come out with it so yeah you know it it goes both ways you know sometimes sometimes it almost feels like in this this is going to sound a little dysfunctional and i know my significant other would hate to hear me saying this but i almost feel like sometimes i got to really hurt myself to get there yeah and and that's where it can get a little dangerous you know um you know whether it's from drinking something or doing something you know it uh it can lead you down a dark path and 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 i kind of got to be a little careful that sometimes you know i've i've lost friends i've lost girlfriends i've you know woken up in a, the drunk tank before huh. uh you know like just um, bad things you know all all in the pursuit of this thing you know um so it yeah it it has been costly and it definitely can be i wouldn't recommend it for everyone
1: <laughs> obviously
2: um you know um but again you know to me, it's like um, to find something that is feels like uniquely yours, and 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 it's something that nobody can take away, and something that you fought and sacrificed so much for. There's no more satisfying feeling in the world to see that thing take form before you, and then to get to talk to fantastic, lovely folks like you. You know, about this whole exploration and about this whole process, you know, I feel uh very, very privileged and very lucky to do so.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, is I totally that's a lovely thing to say. And I and I and the feeling is really mutual because I feel that I mean, I get what you mean about a little bit of debasement to access that thing. There are times where I stare at a blank page, or worse than that, I write. Ten, 20 pages and I and I hate all of it and I can't use it, right yep. But I do think that people who are artists who are you know young artists um, or even artists that are just sort of finding their way, it's good for them to hear that because I do think that that is a really enormous part of the process is to create shit you hate because yep. if you didn't do that, you wouldn't know the stuff that you love wouldn't make any sense. There has to be a balance
2: absolutely you can't write hits all day long you can't expect that and and, that, and uh, you know it's funny because i listened to some of my previous records which at the time i thought were so amazing like i can't even listen to some of that stuff now because it, to me it's just i've moved on from that place and it's just like ah what was i thinking you know um you, you got to be willing to fuck up you can't think about whether it's good or bad the only thing that matters is the work and putting in the work—that's that's that's what you know. I, I read a book about some, you know some guy who I forgot his name, but it was about going pro. What does it mean to go pro? Well, what it means is essentially one thing: you show up every day, and you put out you put the work in, no matter what. Whether you get accolades or whether people love it or people hate it, it doesn't matter. And you can't let any of that affect you you know whether you're making a million dollars or not making anything or losing money whatever you just got to keep putting in the work and that's all that matters you know it's funny it's like another one of my favorite uh sayings is uh you know inspiration exists but she has to find you working first you know and uh yeah you know and that's what i would tell anybody starting out really is um man, be ready to put in the work and don't, you know, and a lot of times you'll be thinking this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this, man. You got to just keep going and keep powering through those moments because I promise you that one day or eventually if you keep at it, you'll find something that you truly love and you kind of really feel is a genuine part of
0: yeah, I agree with that, and I think I do agree in that the idea that you have to have those thousands of hours under your belt uh, because it, you become better at performing your own artistic surgeries with that those hours under your belt. If not, you make a lot of mistakes. Um, that right, that you sort of go oh, because there is an efficacy that takes over when you have those hours, and you like I'm good at this. I can actually execute as Jay better than i was 10 years ago because i've done it so much now um absolutely you know the, and the other thing is is that you know i love how i mean you and i aren't doing our art for money like it's not re- that's not the motivation yeah not <laughs> i mean me too i mean my <laughs> my I get, I mean, my, my books are not commercial. They're, they're, I mean, it's not like they're, they're, uh, you know, I'm not writing some kind of bizarre stuff, but they're not, they're really out of step. I've always been out of step with what's trending. Uh, I'd love to have Stephen King money, but that's just not going to happen with my stuff. It's too, it's just too weird and specific. (laughs) Um, And I think that your yours as well. And that is a massive compliment in the sense that you don't, you don't really give a shit what's trending, you're doing what's what's trending in your heart. And that is really, really powerful and important. And it frees you up creatively. And so you must feel unburdened by a a pressure to be commercial. Yeah, totally unburdened.
2: I could care less about what's going on. Um, You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, there definitely are moments where I'm like, you know, there are moments of frustration where I feel like I'm not moving along where I should be you know I kind of feel like I'm running in place and not going anywhere you know and then there are definitely other moments where you know like because I have a lot of married friends who have kids and all this shit and I'm like what am I doing with my life what am I doing I got no wife I got no kids you know when I get older who's gonna be around for me I'm gonna have a bunch of records to keep me company you know and uh, that you know there's that anxiety too but you know what I wouldn't have it any other way you know this is this is you know sometimes you get down the road so far that there's only one option left and that's to keep fucking going you know and and right that's where i'm at you know um you know it's funny because like uh, a lot of uh, some folks will see you know especially on the dating scene you know and they find out you know what you do and how old you are and they they're like hmm something must be wrong with you and uh, you know so be it. I guess there is something wrong with me, you know. But uh, you know, I I I've decided to live the observed life, where you know, I I kind of focus and give meaning and and purpose to the things that are important to me, you know, like music, like art, like science, you know. And and then uh, you know, that's basically been the crux of my existence thus far, and I've been uh, I've been having a hell of a time doing it.
0: Great guy. Uh, Jay Hacha DeZola and uh, by day, a biochemist. Uh, there's the Dr. Jekyll part. By night, some kind of strange musical monster. <laughs> I like both. Both guys are cool. Uh, great interview. I really enjoyed that conversation so much. Uh, you should follow him on Instagram. He's a great follow. Uh, Jay Hacha DeZola. Uh, you can find him there. And you can buy all his music. At jhachadezola.bandcamp.com. You can find me at alexgreenonline.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at emberseditor, or you can follow me on Instagram at emberspodcast, or just email me editor at stereoembersmagazine.com. Go to bombshellradio.com, find out what makes our radio station tick. And don't forget that Stereo Embers, the podcast, is available on all podcast platforms. Go to the one that you use subscribe, maybe leave us a rating, a nice comment or two, tell all your friends, we would certainly appreciate it. Let's close the show with a longer listen to Which Way from the brand new album by J. Hacha East of Eden. Enjoy it, and thank you as always for listening to Stereo Embers, the podcast, only right here on Bombshell Radio.
1: Feed him Fall from the sun Ah, this culture of pills A blood too Solid Moon